Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. We're back. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn with Taj and Chels, season two, episode one. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chelsea, singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. Welcome to Season 2. Happy New Year. Taji, let them know who you are and what we're talking about today. Whoop, whoop. Happy New Year, y'all. Season 2. So today, we are talking about sports films. Yeah. And they are just like action movies, but with stronger plot lines. And today we'll be discussing the elevated side of sports films that bring the drama on and off the court, ring, rink, or field. Turn up. Oh, yeah. All day. Sports films. It's going to be really fun. Okay, so let's get into our movies. Um, first, I'm going to talk about is The Fighter that came out in 2010. That is 10 years ago now, Taj. Wow. A whole decade. A whole decade. A whole decade. <laughs> We're now in a new decade. This is so weird. I know. Like... I feel like I'm in the future, but the future is the present. Like, it's weird. Yeah. But I digress. It's amazing. It's it's great. I'm excited. I'm excited for the new decade. The Fighter 2010, directed by David O. Russell. Um, this film is about two brothers. One is on drugs. He is a cracked out, has been boxer. Wow. <laughs> the older brother. <laughs> the older brother. Wow. The other, excuse me, the other brother is the black sheep of the family. And he's also a rising boxer in Boston. So this film stars Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bell, Melissa Leo, and Amy Adams. Uh, Melissa Leo and Christian Bell both won Oscars at the 2011 Academy Awards um, for Best Actress and Best Actor in a Supporting Role, respectively, for this film. So within the story, which tells the true story of Mickey Ward, played by Wahlberg, and Dickie Eklund, played by Christian Bale, they are two brothers from a dysfunctional family. Um, show a prime example of life getting the best of them, especially the older brother, Dickie. Uh, life really got the best of him. Um, the one brother that overcomes that adversity is Mark Wahlberg's character, Mickey. Um, however, his brother is much less fortunate. In the end, he does beat his addiction and ends up helping training his little brother, but he becomes weathered as a man and he goes to prison for his wild ways and drug addiction. Amy Adams, um, amazing actress, plays Wahlberg's supportive girlfriend, Charlene, who teaches him to stand up to his toxic family and even more so to his villainous mother slash manager, momager, Alice Ward, played by Melissa Leo. It's a great film. It shows the toxicity um, and dysfunctional parts of family and just family matters and family values um, in Boston and it's a really great film. I believe it's on Netflix to stream. The Fighter's really great. It's kind of heavy, but it's a great movie. I feel like a lot of people would enjoy it. The second film I'm going to talk about, and these are some great directors, by the way. The first one, David O. Russell, he's done Period. so many. <laughs> yeah, he's done great movies like Silver Linings Playbook, Aside from The Fighter, you know, uh, American Hustle, just to name a few. Million Dollar Baby, 2004. And this was directed by Clint Eastwood actor and director y'all know clint clint been in the game for a long time um this is about a resilient young woman named maggie fitzgerald who gives her everything to be a boxer 
the female boxer now, who is then coached by a veteran trainer and resident Scrooge, basically, Frankie Dunn, and Eddie Dupree, played by Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman, respectively. This film, as I said, is directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint, Morgan Freeman, and Hilary Swank as Maggie Fitzgerald. This movie wrapped up during the 2005 awards season. I mean, SAGs, Critics' Choice, Golden, Glo- Golden Globes, and... Of course, when the 2005 Oscars rolled around, it won the Academy Award for Best Picture, Best Actress, and Best Actor in a Supporting Role, as well as Best Director. Seriously, they racked up. This movie is incredibly sad, but it's also very heavy. Um, it definitely deserved all the awards. Um, she dies months later in the hospital after an egregious attack in the ring um, at the end of the movie. It's a huge gut punch, pardon the pun, um, to viewers watching it. Very emotional movie, but just the acting and the beats that Hilary Swank takes. I feel like she is just bomb. Like, um, what's her movie? 1999's Boys Don't Cry, another great movie um, by uh, Hilary Swank. Gives a powerful, powerful performance. Million Million Dollar dollar Movie. Yeah, check that out. Million Dollar Baby, Million Dollar Movie. (laughs) Right? Both of those are boxing movies, kind of heavy, but some strong acting in there. I feel like people would enjoy that if you're looking for movies about sports and things of that nature. My final film I'm going to talk about is I, Tanya, 2017, by Craig Gillespie. You already know. Already. See, she's shaking her head. Okay. Oh, my gosh. In acting school, um, <laughs> our teacher, I don't know if you remember this, Chelsea, but um, I love the, the, the scene of her looking in the mirror and the crying and the smiling. Yes. Bro, I lost it. I was like the talent peaked Mm -hmm. and everybody Mm -hmm. in their lifetime has felt that way before. And you just know. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that, that is such a visceral part of the movie. I'm I Tanya Disney's ice princess walked. So I Tanya could run. (laughs) If you know, you know, Oh my gosh. Y'all know ice princess. Shout out to Michelle Trachtenberg. There she goes. Bring them to Disney. (laughs) right i'm kidding no but this movie is more about how life can unravel and derail more so than it is about ice skating it just happens to be centered around ice skating this is a biopic starring margot robbie as tanya harding alongside allison janey and sebastian stan it's about the infamous figure skater tanya harding who was the first american woman to complete a triple axel in 91 but in 94 falls from grace after her husband conspires to injure tanya's competition nancy kerrigan in a horrendous scandal that completely it smears tanya's name forever everyone knows the story about tanya hardy y'all can just google it it was a hot mess um allison janey won the academy award for best actress in a supporting role at the 2018 oscars great film it's also on hulu to stream so stream that so those are my movies quite heavy but all quite good hope you enjoyed them taj you let them know what yours are so my first film is going to be of course creed i know that um creed 2 has since come out and i still have not seen it because i'm lame um you haven't seen me too no i'm a mess i'm a mess stop the press stop the press creed um i mentioned i have not seen creed 2 i'm upset um i'm a mess but i'm gonna get it together creed uh was directed by ryan coogler the goat um and aaron covington who actually came to speak at our college when I was in film school, um, there was a workshop and I went to go see him. Shout out to Aaron. I gave you my resume, hire me. Um, but yes, <laughs> so Creed, if you guys didn't know, it's a, a spinoff slash um, sequel to the Rocky series. 
And um, I just think that in this film, I feel like this was probably um, a, one of Michael B. Jordan's best performances. I think the role really fit him. Um, and it, it really starred a lot of heavy hitters, uh, Felicia Rashad and Tessa Thompson. Um, and so, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan worked with um, Ryan Coogler before in Fruitvale Station. Uh, rest in peace to Oscar Grant as we were just now passing the as we were just now passing the, um, the anniversary of, uh, what had of his death, um, on New Year's. So, um, yeah, this film, um, I just think that they're a great team, like, um, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan, but, um, I don't really like boxing. So I was kind of scared to see the movie, but watching (laughs) you're like, stop it. Um, but watching, um, Sylvester Stallone and Michael B. Jordan be scene partners, bro. I am like in love. It was so good. And just watching um, Michael play this um, heavyweight boxer who's, you know, trying to live up to his dad's name um, and being trained by, you know, two-time world heavyweight champion who in the movie you find out he was actually friends with his dad when when his dad was um, still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, this film really just covers, you know, I love that it had a um, the black love in there, like him being with Tessa. And like, I love like showing that relationship, but also like, you know, that kind of like elder to youth, like mentorship um, in the boxing movie is always great. Um, and just, you know, black male lead boxing movie, like, okay, Ali, like, you know, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that too it was a beautiful extension to yeah to the series yes you know it's a yeah very well done ryan kugler excellent yeah it was a very good like modern like transition and i just think you know that it was great in that ending the ending where you know um where um what's it called where the main character i'm sorry i'm blanking where the main character um rocky obviously he gets sick and i think that that whole ending was so dramatic and beautiful and I loved it. Um, and like the way that it was choreographed, I just love the note and the, oh, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but I just, I really love that element. Um, and that's why they call these movies sports drama um, because the, that genre of being a sports drama, it's not just like, oh, it's just a sport movie and you can only watch it if you like sports. It's like, no, it has other elements in the story. The sports is just the central part of it that connects everything together. So I think it was a very well done boxing movie. I got to see Creed 2 um, so I can see what they did next. Um, yeah. But yes, speaking of black male leads and also black love, I'm just going to go ahead and go with Love and Basketball. Monica, um, she is acting horribly. Monica. <laughs> Girl, I hate the mother. I hate her. <laughs> Like, who are you? Alfred Woodard? <gasps> I love her acting, but Jesus Christ. The slap? Oh, wow. I was done. I was through. I was like, oh, no, we don't do that. If you were but, told up, I would not be claiming you. Trust. Trust. Monica, why can't you be more like your sister? My girl. Um, Stop comparing me. A mess. <laughs> but it's just a classic. Um you know, 2000s movie, like, it just, it, it still holds its weight. Um, Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epps did a wonderful, wonderful job. I love the fact that, you know, basketball, LA, like, it's just so classic. And, like, 
just exploring that, I just think, I just think it was great. Um, and I love how it showed the dichotomy of blackness. So like you have Monica who comes from a wealthier family. Um, well also, well, actually Omar's family is wealthy too. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're both their families were pretty, pretty doing well, which is why I enjoyed that. It wasn't like a poverty, like, oh, they had to be in poverty in LA. I enjoyed that. They took the more middle-class high-class route. I enjoyed that. Um, and like, you know, because Quincy's, um, Quincy's, uh, father played for the, um, LA Clippers. He was the shooting guard. So he did, his family did come from money. Um, and you know, Monica was always criticized for the one being the tomboy getting into basketball, but I love that it's a, a sports drama that explores the male and the female both being in a sport. Cause usually sports dramas are typically male leads and I love that it explored both like what it's like to be a female playing basketball what it's like to be a male playing basketball um and then their love and how they they grew up um together so in the film you see them butting heads all of adulthood and then they eventually hook up and then they leave so it shows you know them their journey all the way through college and then leaving each other post-grad and like distance and like well we'll talk about talk about this more during like valentine's day but um I really just enjoyed that whole, all those elements of it. I feel like it explored a lot in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah. um, it also explored the complexity of what it's like to survive as a woman in sports versus a male. So like um, Quincy's career was skyrocketing as Monica had to compete with all these other women. Like any field you're in, you're always like, if you're a woman, it's like compete, compete, oh, fight, be petty. Yes. Like, Especially yeah. sidebar, I feel like that's the biggest struggle for just womankind is that when you are a woman people will always question your knowledge they will question your ability to do certain skills and tasks right they, it's ridiculous it's oh my gosh don't even get me started just even like as a musician and a female it's mm, that's you know it, it's a, it's so look another episode y'all because <laughs> it's just look and you got two females here two women mm-hmm. leading a podcast yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love how the film explored that dichotomy. Um, and then, you know, for him, the hardship was, you know, his career skyrockets and then dudes get an injury. For her, it was competing to be at the top and dealing with the cattiness of other women, of other um, team members, and then going abroad to play. And then, you know, she came back. I love the ending where it shows that they started a family, but she was able to fulfill her dream of um, play playing for, for a professional team. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful writing, period. Um, Gina Prince Bythewood, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that it was beautifully written. It was a very simple film, um, like cinematography wise, but I loved the story. Just it holds its weight. Like it's just a classic in the black community till today, and I just love it. So um, please do support. Um, if you have not seen it, go see it. You'll add it to your classics. And last but not least, another fave, Remember the Titans. Um, it's funny because my white friend actually showed me this movie. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Um, but Remember the Titans was also produced in 2000. And so it's a biographical sports film, actually. It is still a drama. Um, and it stars Denzel Washington, um, who I will mention in the later episode. <laughs> um, because we love Denzel. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, he plays an African-American head coach and he's hired to coach the school's football team, but he has to, um, 
he has to coach under the Caucasian coach. Um, and he has to deal with the fact that the racial tension, the racial tensions are rising and that all the other high schools are white only. And he's assigned to, you know, the, be the head coach of that high school. Um, and what it means to coach African-American boys and also, um, you know, like just dealing with, you know, I am you in older form. I'm trying to help you be in the midst of all these white people. So I thought it was interesting how they incorporated race relations and sports. So all like the football lovers like, got to see it. I feel like it was a part of like woke Disney, quote unquote, because it was like, right, Disney, right, like right. Color friendship. You know what I mean? They don't make exactly. Exactly. And okay. what it's like to deal with um, racism as an adult, um, mm-hmm. because you got to they explored, oh, there's racism within the football team. You know, the black and white boys struggling to, you know, see eye to eye and things of that sort. But as a youth, but also as an adult, what is it like as a professional black male to still be going through racism as it travels up to the professional level? So I just loved that he um, that that they wrote that and that it explored all those different things. Um, Gregory Allen Howard wrote this and he's just a fantastic writer in general. Um, he's written so many great films, so I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, so, um, it definitely is, it's very heartfelt. Um, and you know, Kirch, um, Herman Boone is a name and it's, um, it's based, I believe it's based on a, um, it's based on a true story. Um, yeah. And so, like I said, because it's a biographical film. So, yeah, I mean, it really be like that. So it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, he was uh, Jerry. Um, one of the characters was injured in a car accident and um, he was paralyzed. And um, there's a whole bunch of other dramatic en- endings I won't go into. Um, but I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. Um Yes, my white friend uh, showed me this film. Yes, I loved it. Yes, he woke and knows what he's talking about. So I'm not surprised that he's I going to show me this film. I think that's beautiful too because you never know like what, um, by having friends of different races and cultural backgrounds, they could open mm-hmm. up a whole. Oh, for world. sure. They're like, hey, I peeped this. And it's like, oh, yeah. Hey, and not yeah. just, not just American films, but like foreign films as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, you know, mm-hmm. films that have uh, subtitles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's so much in store if you just, you know, broaden your horizons a bit, which I feel like everyone could take part. All right, then let's get into our next segment, which is Personal Everest. Yes. Yes. A new segment, y'all. I hope you're excited because I'm excited. I'm, I'm always excited. excited about everything in general. Right? But. Season two, I was like, it's season two. Let's do something new. Okay. I'll yeah. Oh, okay, Ryan. Um, okay, rapper. <laughs> Seriously. Personal Everest. Now, when one makes a summit up a mountain, let's say, for example, Mount Everest, there mm-hmm. are a set of skills and tools that you have to set, that you have to master with a great team mm-hmm. around you to get the job done. So I feel like with every movie, there's a personal Everest. So... Personal Everest for a director making a sports or drama film, which is the subject of this week. I feel like with sports films, there are good nuggets or values in the stories that can get lost in the shuffle because it's overclouded by the sport or the action. Like if you're watching a boxing movie, maybe there's a there's like a like a through line or like the thread of the movie that they're trying to get the message out. But, you know, you're it could be overclouded by the action of the sport, you know. Now, some films like the ones I selected this week, 
they have a bit of elevated script that help move that needle in regard yes. to the story's message, you know, be clearly defined, which is the key. Um, Cause to be honest, when you see those films I discussed today, you forget that they're about boxing or ice skating. Right. You, you forget that. <laughs> like, wait, wait, I'm watching a film what? with sports because all the stuff that surrounds them playing the sport or what have you is so strong that it's like, you know, you don't have to be a sports head to watch it. It's, you know, well-developed story overall. Like it's, yours um, with love and basketball. Yeah. I feel like it's not even really about basketball. It's more of a it's love. Not. Rom- it's a romantic drama. drama yeah. yeah. Rom-drom. Yeah. Rom-drom. Yeah. Rom-drom. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that could be that's a topic right there. Rom-drom. Look at look out look We're out on it. Worry, y'all. We on it. Um look, we then came up with two new episodes. I love it. The opportunities are endless. I know. <laughs> I'm loving all this. Oh goodness. That's the time we have for today, y'all. But thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing our favorite movies based on plays. Oh well, yeah, baby. You know we both uh theater heads, so it's gonna be gonna be great the entrances the exits feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on the podcast follow us on twitter at shaybutterpop on instagram at shaybutterpopcorn follow us individually as well you can follow me at chelsea j music on twitter or instagram and your girl at tagiana underscore on twitter or instagram Alright y'all, bye, happy 2020!